Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, para da da da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Booyah, booyah! Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Welcome to the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Hump day midweek as we get ready for the Browns That's and the Jacksonville Jags. Appropriate day for the day based on our conversation. Yeah, so I was just going to no, say, say <laughs> normally we'll have conversations that are off air and we'll bring them to, to the show. Not this stuff. Nah, nope. We're not going to do that. Let's now. just say we're going to leave it at Jay has educated us on some on symbols. And I'll tell you symbols. what, I wasn't really thinking about it. Not really. But I think when I go home today, I'm going to have a snack. Gonna have some pineapple. Eat some fruit. It's good for you. Yeah, pineapple's I mean, great for listen, you. Pineapple will, is it great. Will, you'll like this. It will flush your system. <laughs> By the way, we have breaking news on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We do. You may remember <coughs> a few months ago, <coughs> I told you I was getting a washlet. What's a, that? A, like a oh, bidet. Oh yeah. Okay. A bidet. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have so one. So is had, that what they're called now? And it, they, well, if. So technically, a bidet is a, almost like a separate toilet. It's a standalone. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The washlet is a part that you buy that you put on top of your toilet. Yeah, you get yes. that from Amazon. So I spent like five hundred bucks on this thing. Did you get? I want you, top of the line. You got the toilet, or you got the little? No, no, I no got it, the it adds to the okay, toilet. Okay, okay. So, I, but the one I bought a few months ago was the wrong size. Plus, we realized we had to get an outlet put in near our toilet because you plug it in. Oh wow! Because okay. you because they heat it heats up the water that's splat you know yeah. beautiful yeah wow wouldn't you rather be cleaned by warm water than cold yes you know what I'm saying I mean I guess if I'm gonna do it that way yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're right so we ordered he's the, so bougie I he am is bougie. I'm very bougie he's definitely you look bougie. at me the first thing you think is bougie <laughs> <laughs> bougie the bull yeah <laughs> so we got the new one and on Monday. I had an electrician come to the house. He put it. He installed the new uh, outlet. What kind was there conversation with the electrician? Like, what the hell are you putting an outlet here for? Or no? No, no. You just said throw I, an outlet in. Yeah, give me an outlet there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, he had to be thinking, what the hell? Was <laughs> yeah. the you know what? I would have told him. We just didn't come up. <laughs> okay. A nice guy. Uh, yeah. Tri County uh, Electric. Good Is it a CGI where it will? Uh, or CFI, it will it automatically will blow if there's water on it. Uh, yes. So it's got the push in button. Yeah, I think that whole, would be code. Yes, yes, yes. Otherwise, oh. you could have a horrible accident. That's true. <laughs> yo, yo. So that's one way to we go. We got it installed, and yesterday I used it to the fir- for the first time. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Uh, on a one to ten, it's a ten. That's no a, kidding. I tell you, it's a ten. Had you is, ever used one before? Uh, my in-laws have one. They have like a cheaper one. Yeah. And it was okay. You but just I was called like, your in-laws cheap on TV. <laughs> my in-laws are not cheap. They bought a cheap uh, washlet. <laughs> That's though. fair. But um, but th- but this one is amazing. First of all, you get a, a different temperatures of the water. You it, wow. the the sprayer is kind of inside, and then it comes out when you're ready to spray. Mm-hmm. And depending on you push a button, whether you're a man or a woman, so it knows where to spray in like yes. the wow. right spots. Now, will and your the, wife and the son use this heated. too? Do you think? My son, my son used it yesterday. It was. It looks very high tech. You know, it's like. And can you take I, a picture of it and put bring it absolutely. into the show? We'd like to see it. Absolutely, and I didn't have. And what's nice is usually at night, if I have to pee in the middle of the night, I got to turn on the light yes. because I can't see what the hell's going on. Yes. But now it has a light on it. Oh, nice! So I have like a night light. We bought on uh, Shark Tank. We saw this yeah. on Shark Tank. It's a Body little potty. clip that you put over the bowl. Yeah. And it's activated by motion, and so whenever you walk into the room and it's dark, it will illuminate the bowl. The oh, light hangs oh, down in the bowl. I we like put them on too. all of our toilets I in the that. house. I actually got that too. Actually, they're right, real, turning yeah. the light on wakes you up. Yes, you I know. don't like doing that. Plus, it's harder to go back to sleep. Well, right? my problem but, is I don't I don't wake up in the middle of the night. To go to well, bed. because you're, well, you're young, you yeah. will. Once you hit fifty, you <laughs> pee in the middle of the night. You do. You'll just That's wake it. up indiscriminately, yeah. like why no, am I up at three thirty? Oh, I got to take a leak. Yeah, just can't. That happens to me already. I can't hold your bladder. No, it's an It's an age thing. What happens is as your muscles weaken, and this also will happen in your eyes. And it will suck. Yeah. The number one worst thing to me about getting old was I always had 2010 and perfect up close. When 
when you turn about 50, <laughs> the muscles in your eyes weaken and it allows you can't focus like you could, and everything up close looks blurry. Yeah, so that's I got, why yeah, that's why I got reading old lists. people wear the readers. And they do that number right there. Yeah, I got to wear readers when I at home. It sucks, yeah. man. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> that's that pretty much. Mike said he's like. already peeing at night, and he's only like thirty. So oh, that's, that's early. Well, I mean, if you're, yeah, if I'm you're, not a good sleeper to begin with, but I very frequently. That's like, pretty early. They say it me until fifty. If you're, you're hydrated, Mike? you're supposed to pee in the middle of the night. So I'm. Are you not a good hydrator? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, not really either. I, can I actually, am. I drink a ton of water. Do you really? See, I can go the whole day and don't drink nothing. And be, and That's bad for you. I know. Yeah. I've been trying to fix it, but I just can't. It's a lot help of benefits it. to staying high. I like have those the, big water. I got tests. like three of them. Oh, I just, you just don't use them. Yeah, the gallon, the cha- gallon challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, do you snore? If I'm on my back, yes. If I'm on my side, my have you ever been checked no. for sleep apnea? No, I have not. Usually, people that are overweight get it more often. I have sleep apnea. And some do you people, sleep with the mask? I do. Well, oh, no I, I sleep with this thing. Mine's just called nose pillows. So it's like the little so nostrils. It just goes in my. And when you wow. first get it, it's really annoying and it's hard yeah. to get used to. But now it's great. Now I sleep well. And, it, and it, I used to it sleep terrible. Made a difference. It helps. Huge. Yeah. yeah. I used people to stop breathing have it. all the time. You know, a lot of people that live alone don't even know they have it. I didn't. I uh, yeah. A number of years ago, I one of my college roommates is single, and uh, we met at Bowling Green for a weekend. And there was a snafu with the room, and he said, "Hey, can I stay in the room with you and Tracy?" I'm like, yeah. "Okay, that's kind of weird, but yeah." <laughs> so he, he, they got a cot, they threw the cot out there. Yeah. All through the night, I'm listening to him. Ugh. He snore. He was a snore. He would stop breathing. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. Like constantly, like once every five minutes, you'd hear a long pause. And my wife and I are laying there going, "Mark's gonna die in our room." Yeah. And and then and then. He would and Jay was like, "Who cares? Again. I can't sleep." No, I felt terrible. I woke up when we, when we got up the next morning. Yeah. I go, bro, you got you have sleep apnea. Yeah, and I don't even really know much about it, but I know enough about it to know that you got to get checked. He went to a sleep lab. Yeah, and he had it, and now he sleeps that with the so, mask every the, night. That he experience said it may have is, saved his life. That experience is terrible going to the sleep lab because you have to sleep. With all these wires connected to in a you, different environment, in a, in a hospital, and they try to make you go to sleep at like seven o'clock at night. I could barely fall asleep. Took me forever. All right, anyway. um, it, it, we, if you'd like to know more about the Ultimate Cleveland Sports yeah. Show and our ailments <laughs> and our new yeah. gadgets at home, get watch get the uh, Washlet today. Watch overtime. I can't recommend the Washlet enough. It is a that's game. awesome. Think about you know, take what, a video of it and bring it in, and also the Pizza Hut uniform picture. Oh yeah, I got to get that. By Who the knows? way, one last thing. You think about, well, it cost me whatever, $500. Sounds like a lot of money. Think about about how much money I'm going to save on toilet paper and the dude wipes. Wait, you don't, you got to dry off. You can't just. You can use a rag. It's got a fan. What? It's got a fan. It's like a a car wash. That's kind of weird. It's got a fan. And you can change the temperature on the fan. So it will blow hot. I don't know how I feel about that. Pause. Yeah, I don't feel. I don't know how I feel. Pause. All right, next, we're gonna move on, guys. All right, let's leave it there. I'm just telling everybody to draw the line somewhere. It's amazing. Pennies per flush. You know how Howard Stern is the spokesperson for Squatty Potty? Yes. We need to find out the company. Okay. Yeah. And we need to reach out to them and see if we can have Bull yes. be the spokesperson for Washlet and they can be a new sponsor on the it's Ultimate amazing. Cleveland By Sports By the way, show. if you are a Stern fan, one of his guys died. Who? Ralph. You know this guy? Oh, Ralph. yes. It was like his stylist. Of what? I don't know. He's in his 50s. I don't know what he died. I didn't hear the, that detail. But. He didn't, wow. Stern didn't give any details when he talked about it. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. So. I don't know. Yeah, that's horrible. But RIP, hopefully his family's doing. All wow. right, we got a busy show today, guys, and we're going to start with a FanDuel read, then get into our first topic of the day. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel or getting in on any sports gambling action, the red-hot deals on FanDuel are still there despite the weather getting colder. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. <coughs> That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is simple to use, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com slash UCSS. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And today's winning ticket comes from Brian Abrams, who had a four-part same-game parlay from Monday's NBA play-in tournament action, mid-season tournament action. 
He had De'Aaron Fox over on the points, McCollum over on the assists, Murray over on the threes, and Trey Murphy over on the threes. Nice. He turned six bucks into ninety-five bucks, thirteen to one odds. Nice. So shout out to Brian for that ticket. If you have a winning fan duel ticket, make sure y'all tweet it at us <gasps> at Mike Lucas TV or at Alt Klee Sports. By the way, the Browns on Monday were three-point dog. Yesterday, they yeah. were a one-point favorite. Now, they're a three-point favorite. Yeah. As things are trending, that Trevor Lawrence is not That's where we very start likely today. not going to play. Uh, Trevor, yesterday, I thought – I love the gamesmanship. I mean, I, the Browns are engaged in it right now. Sure. The Browns yeah. said, yeah, we're not going to make an announcement on who's going to be our starting quarter. They don't need to. You're actually at a, at a competitive disadvantage if you make that de- declaration sure. now. There's yeah. no need to. That's why I wasn't at all surprised yesterday – when uh, the head coach of the Jags, uh, former quarterback for the Browns, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson yep. um, kind of led the media to believe, like, hey, you know, this, he's, this thing yeah. could happen. He could play. That's nonsense. No. It's been diagnosed as a high ankle sprain. If he does, he rewrites the recovery period for a didn't high ankle Mahomes sprain. Did Mahomes play on a high ankle sprain last year Mahomes in the playoffs? Did. In the playoffs, but didn't he have a week between the last regular season game? No, and the, no, it was, no? no it was in the play. He heard it against he the Jags. He got hurt first Jacksonville. First Jackson, yeah, and that, played. Hey, and he played. Look, he's but, superhuman. But that's a playoff game. Yeah, and I think if this was a playoff game, maybe you would yeah. tape it, shoot it, and go. I, I'm going to be shocked. The if he Jags plays. are almost definitely going to the playoffs. Yeah, if I'm there as a division winner, right? I'm not so, rushing back Trevor Lawrence. No way. Uh, I, I was losing him for the, the year. Right. I want him healthy. So for the my guess is he's not going to play. And so uh, McNugget's question to start us off here is. If Lawrence is out, obviously that means C.J. Beathard's going to go. And the Browns, I would think conventional wisdom is pointing towards Joe Flacco. If that happens, do the Browns have the definitive quarterback edge in your guys' mind? Flacco over Beathard? Yes. Tyvis, you played uh, with Beathard, right? Listen, C.J. was – I love playing with C.J. C.J. was really a high-energy guy, was a dog on the field. Obviously, he didn't have the success when it comes to wins and losses, but – I think he did a really good job of picking up Kyle Shanahan's offense. I mean, you got to give him credit because Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds in this game today. Right. To be able to operate that and get make plays, I thought he was able to do that. And I was, also thought he brought this toughness to him. You know, he was one of those guys that are scrambled, dropped the Iowa shoulder. Guy? He's from Iowa. Iowa, yeah, so you know how they are. Yeah. Um, they, but You're right. That's why I bring it up. Yeah, so, but I would definitely take Joe Flacco over him just from the simple fact that, you know, we got to watch Joe – play last week at 38, what is he, 38? Yep. And he looked good. I mean, he's still poised. You can, he brings leadership to the whole deal. It's a sense of calmness. It's like he understands what Kevin Stefanski wants and where to go, where to go with the football. And outside of the one pick that he threw, that was like the worst play he had. He does a good job of taking care of the football because he didn't have any fumbles. Right. So I, I kind of like him over CJ in this. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Calvin Ridley over, say, Amari Cooper's out over Elijah Moore. Sure. So he, I think he's but got – they've lost their other good – Yeah, Kirk is Christian Kirk, yeah, yeah, Christian Kirk. For the Kirk. season. But I think that from the weapon standpoint, I, for some odd reason, I just like Jacksonville. It's a little uh, bit before Bull goes, yeah. uh, McNuggets has something. Yeah, I just remember a conversation I was having with Bull back in, I believe it was July – and you could take tag board full here, Steve. But I said, Bull, what are the three best words in sports? And he said, quote, the three best words in sports? Easy. Flacco versus Beathard. Now, this was from the middle of the July. Man Bull photo. I love that. That's this was from July. So, Bull, who's never wrong, actually predicted this true. was going to happen back in July. So, Bull, now you can I am uh, wrong plenty. This but in this case, I was right. I yeah, knew this game this was coming. This is a highly anticipated uh, matchup. I would, say, I would give the edge to Flacco. But I don't think it's a huge edge. At this point, certainly if we had Joe Flacco from 8, 10 years ago, that would be a big edge. Right. At this point, I think it's a slight edge. But – the difference is, if Trevor Lawrence was playing, it would be a big edge for Jacksonville. Yeah. Instead, you got a slight edge for uh, for the Browns. I, I thought C.J. Beathard, when he came in last week, did a decent job. Yeah, he Man, did. I mean, very he, well. He played pretty well. Yeah. And you talked about it. You know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say he's a tough guy. He's a leader. Yes, it, he is. He didn't seem – it didn't feel like the moment was big. He came into the game in a big spot. So, I think he's fine. But, Joe, obviously – now, the one, the big advantage that Beathard has over Flacco – is he's been in Jacksonville for two years. That's it. Mm-hmm. So he knows that system. Yep. Right. Whereas Joe's still new to the system and new to the receivers. Uh, but in terms, but but in the end, I'll go with Joe having more experience and played a full game last week to give him a slight edge. But yeah. uh, not massive. I, I'm with you. I think it makes it a clean sweep. Flacco is the guy that I want starting. 
So look at it this way. This is the way I approached it. If you had a chance to start, if you're the Browns, yeah. you can go get Beathard if you want him for this game. Do you want him or do you want Joe Flacco? For, and forget the knowledge of the system. Just on, right, right, right. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's clearly Flacco has had a longer career. He's more experienced. Yeah. He's won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I do want Joe Flacco on the team, and I think the Browns have a very slight edge at quarterback for Sunday's matchup. But I'm with you, Bull. I When I watched CJ, I thought after the limited time we saw him in the game, I thought when it went to overtime and they got the talk, talk, coin toss, I thought, oh, they're going to probably win the game. I mean, he, yeah, his, I last, his last drive, he drove them down the field for them to kick the field. Right, yes, he did. So, and looked very good. Game. I think yeah. it was four or five. Or yeah, five I think he was six. four or five. Yeah, Something he made like a that. number of good throws yeah. in his two drives that he played. So, he's not, he's not. it's not like this is a Nathan Peterman situation. No, not uh, at know, all. Like, here's the one thing that I hope the Browns have learned through this season, not yeah. just their situation, but the, team, the situation of the other 31 teams. We've talked at length this year, particularly because it affects the Browns so dramatically, about the impact of the backup quarterback and the mm-hmm. role of the backup quarterback and how much of your uh, salary cap resource should go towards your backup quarterback. The Browns have very clearly made an organizational decision that that, that position for them is not important. In, in large part because, and this was true last year, if you don't have Deshaun Watson, you're not winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way they went into this season, saying, look, we think that DTR is ready based on what we saw in the preseason. There's a negligible difference between DTR and and Josh Dobbs. Yeah. So they made the decision to cut bait on Dobbs and trade him. Well, I think the luxury of having a guy like that in the system that knows the system and has been there, I mean, he split time between Cleveland and Tennessee last year, but he yeah. was in Cleveland's system. He's a smart guy. He knows how to pick things up quickly. I just think that I want a veteran backup quarterback. And we've seen that with, and he's not a veteran per se. It's hard to call a veteran a backup these days because you're not going to have a guy that's been in the league 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. But I think the ideal situation is having Browning in Cincinnati who's been in the system multiple years. Right. And it's not going to be a crash course pop quiz right. like it has been for the Browns well, but, twice this year. But what I could argue three times this year. What I could argue is maybe next year DTR is the perfect backup. And for the Bull, Browns. you might absolutely you know what I'm saying? I hope yeah. that they go a sustained period of time. Right. Three years. That's the length of his contract. Yeah. Keep DTR in the system. Let him understand right. where if, if Deshaun Watson <laughs> goes out next year, you've got a guy that you can bring in that you're no longer trying to cram all this information into his head, which can be very overwhelming, particularly for a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have a backup that you can trust. He doesn't have to be necessarily an older player, but it's got to be somebody that, that is not a disaster if you put him in there. I agree. And some team, like, we saw what happened when Arizona went to Clayton Toon. And in fairness to him, it was only one game, but it was a disaster. It wasn't. You know, he was awful. And yeah. so, I just, yeah. I just feel like the Browns, this is two years in a row that the Browns have fallen victim to a decision that they made. So last year was, this is a passing league. We don't need defensive tackles because they're going to pass the ball. And boom, we fall victim to that. This year, we don't need a backup quarterback. We got a rookie that we believe in. We don't really, who cares about a backup quarterback? And boom, every, it's not just the Browns. Everybody, it's a lot of teams. Most teams. You know, it reminds me of both in baseball. There's a saying that the ball always finds the new guy. Yeah. Like when you make a defensive change and you put someone in at third base, Inevitably, the very first ball that inning is a shock to right. third base. Yeah, you know, and it's it's kind of like that when you have a weakness, it almost inevitably is always exposed. I mm-hmm. wonder, you know, we talked about this before. Pretty much every team that spends big money on a starting quarterback has does not have a high paid backup. No, I mean across no. the board, the only high paid backups are on teams with low paid starters. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that that, that you go the high paid route because the right. high paid route is the Jacoby Brissett. Right. So to go, I think that is an extreme luxury that you don't have to go that far. Just go with the guy that's your guy for three or four years. Right. And Stick when his with contract is up, when Browning's contract is up, and I don't know how they're going to handle this. They've got a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. The Bengals do. Yeah. But this is a guy who you you might want to float a little bit more money to because he's in that perfect category. Is he good enough to be an NFL starter? I don't know. He certainly we'll see played how he plays well. the rest of we'll the year. We'll see how he plays. Yeah. But so he's not going to get a huge offer no. to go somewhere else. No. In the grand scheme of things, what is Baker working for this year? 
Did he go for four million? Uh, something in that neck of the woods. It was yeah. a small number. Mm-hmm. Four yeah. million dollars. Okay, so a guy now obviously with all of the drama that he had, you can't bring Baker in and ask him to back up Deshaun Watson. But yeah. think <laughs> about where I know you you giggle. <laughs> Ooh wee, that listen, would that be something? There was nothing that said they had to move on from him. Well, but he think, wanted to move on. Of course he did. Yeah. But I'm saying there was nothing that mandated the Browns do it. No. But what's incredible to me, uh, for all the poking that we've done at Baker Mayfield, how good would this team feel right now if in week four, whenever Deshaun goes out, Baker Mayfield comes in well, that's and your, he's your backup quarterback? That's irrelevant at this point. It is. Because he would have never been the backup this he's year. A $4 million, he was a $4 million proposition. So I don't think you have to go all in on the $8 million to Jacoby Brissett and go that route, even though that is a luxury to have if you can do it. Maybe a team like Kansas City, it might make sense. That's already a championship caliber team, and you know you don't want your season to be decided on a late injury to your quarterback. But you can find these guys that you get in your system and keep them there for three or four years, even if you have to, quote, overpay. That's ideal, although a lot of times if you do that, the first year of that guy, you don't know. You don't know what you're getting. You know what comes to mind when, when COVID hit? All of the cancellations that were going on worldwide were costing athletic organizations millions and millions of dollars. And I believe it was Wimbledon. I can't remember now. One of the tennis tournaments, by by just smart planning and, and covering every possible base, had actually taken out pandemic insurance. Ooh. Now, now really? think. Now it was a, it was a very expensive premium. I remember yeah. reading the Wimbledon. article at the time, reading about it, saying, "Wow, how do you get that through your board of directors?" When when if I'm on that board, I'm like, "Guys, we haven't had a worldwide pandemic in a hundred years. I think we're good." Yeah. They got paid 141 million, which is stunning. Jeez. It's stunning, and yeah. and and they didn't they couldn't stage their event, so they were able to turn in their receipts from the year before. They're gross, or their net rather, and the insurance company had to write a check. Now, I imagine paying those premiums for Wimbledon were pretty damn painful. Every month, you're writing yeah. out that premium check for pandemic insurance. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for flood insurance in non-flood zones down in Florida. I have friends that took it at a, at a pretty high rate, and they would say, I know I'm not in the floodplain, but hurricanes happen pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And they took it. And when Ian came and wiped out everything five miles inland from the Gulf Coast, they got paid where most people did not because they didn't take the flood insurance riders. I wonder if league-wide we will see more teams spend on a backup quarterback because of this year. Yeah. I asked that question earlier. I, I, and yeah, I, think, I, mean, I, I think yes. I, I guess that I that's mean, going to be an interesting the, thing. The league. What's the number, Bull? 54 starting quarterbacks? So I don't even know exactly if what it CJ is anymore. If CJ Beathard starts, I think it's 53. Oh, I thought Beathard would be the 54th, but you maybe, may be right. Maybe 53 I know we were or 54, whatever it is. A couple of weeks ago, and Jake I don't Browning re- started, and yeah, then I mean it's it's, so 50, yeah, it's, 52. it's, it's the most 52. ever already. Well, I, I mean, feel- and if you do the math, there's 32 teams, and if you're at 53, that means 21 of the 32 teams have started at least one game with their backup quarterback. So to your to answer yeah. your question, are more organizations in sports going to start taking pandemic insurance riders? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they saw probably. how much money they lost. Right. That was the whole point of the the emergency backup quarterback thing. They give you three now, and one don't even count towards the roster because they knew that the NFL must be smart. And like, listen, we're going to give you all a chance to get you a quarterback to bring. Well, you. they well, did that because of the Purdy situation. They, they, do, they exactly. did that because the But Purdy's, I'm saying, nobody, it seemed like nobody really utilized it this year. There are teams that no, are doing yeah, that. No, yeah, the Browns have used it, haven't they? Yes. If the, the guy the, is on the, on, on the practice squad – does he have to be on the active roster or the practice squad? I don't know squad? that he, I think has, he has to be on the active oh, roster. Okay. He has to be on the active roster, but not on the game day roster. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, when we had asked this question earlier, yeah. um, I remember proposing at the time, I think you said, no, that would never work. I'll just float it out there yeah. again. What if the NFL teams had a one salary exemption that had to be a backup quarterback? From the cap? It's from the cap. So... And, and here's why I bring that up. It's it's good for the league, and it's equal for all 32 teams. No, no, nobody has an advantage. The reason I bring that up is you joke about Sunday's quarterback matchup. 
Well, if you think Sunday's quarterback matchup is bad, don't watch m- football tomorrow night. Oh, let's give tomorrow night might be one of the all-time worst that we've ever seen. The over/under in the game it's has gone real. up. Oh, zap to thirty. Zappy. Zappy. Okay, yeah. Mike just said the over/under on the game just has moved Trubisky up a little bit to and thirty. So yeah. it's Zappy and Trubisky. So now, the reason I bring this up is that's bad for the league. Yeah. It's bad for fans because the product is bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad for the league because it's an exclusive window. And the league makes its money, believe it or not, not so much on the regional Sundays in their regional in their exclusive windows. That's why you see New York, Dallas, Philly, all of those big market teams playing over and over and over again and on Sunday complain, night football. People complain, especially when the teams watch. are bad. But You're yeah. right, but the league, what they're doing, the league is hedging their bets. Yeah. They know when they put Dallas on a Sunday night, and this is proven even when Dallas is six and six. Yeah. When they put Dallas in the Sunday night window or the Giants in a Sunday night window, the number is just bigger than yeah. if they put Arizona and Green Bay. Why? Two small markets without a lot of national interest except for Green Bay. Yeah. But when you put a Dallas or a New York in the national window, and we, I've never done this, but I always said I'm going to do it. I want to one year go through the exclusive windows and count up the appearances of the Dallases, the San Francisco's, the biggest markets in the United States are New Chicago. York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Los Angeles. Los Angeles does Was, not enter this equation. No. They do not equate to TV ratings. Atlanta's a top 10 market now, isn't it? Just barely. Boston? But you, you'll basically see your, your big New Yorks, Giants, Jets, Cowboys, uh, Philly, San Francisco. Also, most of the NFC teams are in the bigger markets. Mm-hmm. If you look at where the teams are, obviously New York has two. Mm-hmm. Chicago is exclusive to the NFC. Yeah. San Francisco now, with Oakland being out of that market, is exclusive to the NFC. Mm. Washington, NFC, Dallas, NFC. Yeah. What's You'll, funny is Houston is one of the biggest markets, but the Texans, I don't think, move the needle. Like I don't know. I don't think they do. Not like but the Cowboys. But it's a huge market, Houston. Yeah, it's a top 10 market yeah. now. But the reason I bring that up is it's bad for the league to put a, an ex, a game in an exclusive window with horrible quarterback play. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants yeah, to watch sure. that. That's a fact. So what, what I'm proposing is all teams get an exemption with a cap of $10 million at that position, and that number can float as the cap moves up. Hmm. But you have $10 million to spend that is cap exempt on a backup quarterback. And in my view, what that would do is it would make sure we don't have Thursday night and what we're going to see Sunday night. Because those quarterbacks that are kind of on the fringe of, are they good, are they good enough to keep a roster spot? Well, no, because they've got six years experience. We've got to pay them more. Or a 10-year veteran that's now going to get the maximum for a league vet. Mm-hmm. Teams aren't going to waste that resource. But if it didn't count against the cap, I think they might. I just don't. I mean, I feel like I don't know that that would make much of a difference. Because... Like, who doesn't have a job because of the salary cap right now? Well, it's not who doesn't have a job, Bull. Yeah. It's that that pool is turning over every three years. The pool of backup quarterbacks is turning over because teams don't want to spend resources to keep guys around. Yeah. Colt McCoy, for example, was, was an outlier. Colt McCoy kept getting jobs. Right. Typically, that doesn't happen. But there are I mean, some it, guys that have been like you that. Remember for the a while. term career backup? Yeah. That used to, every team had there a career backup. There used to be backup. a guy like that on every team. There Not isn't. A, and I think have, if they change that, maybe and they, there they, would. They give an exemption for that backup quarterback position. Yeah. I think now you create a lane for a backup quarterback. I mean, there are some of those guys. Jacoby Brissett's that guy. There's a few, right? Chase now Daniel was that guy. Andy yeah. Dalton's become that guy. Yes, Chad, you're absolutely Chad right. Hinney. But for, for, for the five that we can name, yeah. there's a bunch of guys we can name that we don't even know about. Right. And I don't think the league should put <clears throat> its product in the hands of guys we don't know about. I, I, yeah, I mean, there are, there are guys even on a lower <laughs> tier, like, like a Brandon Whedon type of guy that you could have paid a little more. Not to keep at this point. No, no, but no, that you right. might have had is, like guys like that. Yeah, and The I best think the guys, backups are still going to keep their jobs, but it's yeah. the mid-tier backup that you like. Let I'll him pay go. three million less to, to go with this rookie. And, and the teams that are looking for a backup, yeah. will find one in the draft or in free agency, like undrafted free agents. Right. right Brock right. Purdy was once pick away from being an undrafted free agent. You know, I mean, so it. it yeah. But it's it's it is tough. I think it's a problem, Bill. That to your point, yeah. 
It's going to change the way teams compose their roster. Yeah, it's bad that all these quarterbacks are hurt. That's the bottom line. For the league. It's bad for the league. And for the fans. And I think the league can do something about it by giving them that slot exemption. You saying Brock Purdy, the number one power rank quarterback? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Your guy. My guy. My guy. Boy, did I take heat for that. I can't believe. Whoa. What do you you mean? He said he was was better than Josh Allen. I said he was a top five quarterback going into the Browns game. And Bull said, who are you going to take out? And I said, Josh Allen. There's still nobody in the league that would take Purdy over Allen. <laughs> but Purdy's been great. To your point, yeah. you might be right, but if you look at the numbers <laughs> and not just CBS Sports' quarterback power rankings, yeah. because you know that's that's kind of arbitrary. His numbers are really good. His he, numbers he, he has the advantage of having the best talent around him, without a doubt. And I think the best coach. And a great coach. But, but that's all that's how but, we can rate him. But that's, that's all listen, we have. Brock Purdy deserves his respect. He I does. still wouldn't take him over Josh Allen, but He's certainly in the top 10 quarterback. But what I said about Allen, why I would take him out is because I don't like the way he takes care of the football. That's again, that's been a problem this year. I think yeah, he, but he, more, than, he more than makes up for it with what he does. That's the question. Yeah. It's the give and take. It's like yeah. the home run guy. Is, is it worth having Anthony Rizzo in your lineup hitting 199, but giving you 40 home runs? Yeah. That's for it. what it's worth, and I don't want to start anything, but Josh Allen leads the league in EPA per drop back. Tyvis, real quick. before I don't like in, EPA. Before we bring in. You uh, doubt what EPA? That doesn't work. <laughs> is Joe Flacco the highest quality backup the Browns can have at this point? We just talked all about backups. I know he wasn't on the roster to begin the season. But at this point, is Joe Flacco about as good of an option as you could have around the league for a guy you're asking to come in week 14 as a spot starter? Around the league. I mean, I'd rather have Brissett. But he wasn't available week 14. I'm saying oh, oh, yeah. bring in. Is this about yeah. as good a situation the Browns we can be? We first brought up Joe Flacco's name. Go back and look at it in week four. We did. Did we? We brought up his name when Deshaun Watson was first hurt. On the next, on the show the I mean, next at this day, point, I said, who else? I phone, want to say who else? Who are the other options, Mike? Cam Newton? No, that, that's what I'm saying. I think it was him, Cam. Like Tom I think Brady we got the best guy. I, think, I do. I think I the best. Well, I mean, Tom Brady still is the answer. Tom Brady's not playing. I, I asked the question <laughs> with the I wish he was. The but intended no. answer of, I think the Browns, of all the options out there, I think they picked... The best one. I think you're right, but I also think they did it 10 weeks too late. Yeah. And I two mean, days could be right at the same time. In, you in know? fairness, it's, you know, who, there's really nothing out there. Yeah. I mean, give me, any, can, can I don't you give me any examples. Yeah, well, you, but you could have gotten, Nick in, Foles. Like, for example, you yeah. could have brought Nick Foles, who could have been a disaster. They picked a guy out of a heap of scrap, essentially. Yeah. Again, remember, in through one week. It's uh, just Flacco's one week. played one game. We got to see, you know, can he sustain this? Right. Is a fair question. We'll see. But that one game was very good. Uh, and, we're going to bring in Leroy way, here. Uh, I think all of us were in agreement when they signed Flacco. We all said that's the right move. And so far, through one we week, were advocating absolutely... for it long before they signed him. Get him in here so he knows the system. They could have done it as soon as they knew Deshaun Watson had the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. We were all advocating, you got to get a guy get in somebody. here. And I, Flacco was the guy yeah. that we, one of many that we talked about, but we were yeah. all in agreement that we would be good with that. You wouldn't take Robert Dobbs back? Uh, we're, well, not go, we're not going down that route right now. Yeah, yeah. We got Leroy to bring in, and Leroy today is brought to us by Robert Jace Medical. Dobbs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind so you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care so you don't get caught unprepared. You get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. What's up, Leroy? What's up? What's hey, up? Leroy, there's a, there's a town in upstate New York called Leroy. It's spelled the same as Leroy, but it's pronounced Leroy. Have you ever heard of this town? No. Oh. All right. Well, you don't, get, you don't get mad about it. <laughs> I'm just asking you a question. Uh, so my question is, has anybody ever called you Leroy before? Yeah, right before I wanted to give him a two-piece and a soda. That ain't my name. <laughs> two-piece and a soda. Here's what I learned as a kid. Yeah. My father told me this. Mm. The first sign of respect you can show somebody is getting their name right. If you don't know, you ask. That's right. Yeah, now that's that's good advice. I agree. When I when the, I was the, doing the very first sign of respect that yeah. you could show somebody is with a handshake and getting their name right. If you can't do that, 
Mm. I can't respect you. I can't. What if you're a germaphobe and you'd rather fist bump than shake hands? What do you think about that? That's fine. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Leroy. I've asked people. I've asked people yeah. that, you know, I didn't want to get their name wrong and, I, and yeah. I didn't want to disrespect them. And I asked them, how do you pronounce your name? There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's perfect. That's and I tell them, I said, I want you to know that I respect you. So yeah. I'm gonna make damn sure that I get your name right. Now, for the record, Leroy, when you and I met, uh, you, I thought it was a little odd that you asked me how to pronounce Jay. I, I personally, <laughs> I thought you should know. Hey, 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 wait. Clearly, I had a problem with it when I was sending pictures all over the bar to Jane. <laughs> to Jane. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, that was well played, Leroy. And he was insisting, bro, I'm sending the picture. It's right here. And I looked at it and said, bro, that says Jane's iPhone. And then you look at the other table, and I say, I guess who, we know who Jane is. She over there smiling. Look at all the pictures of Bernie Kosar Leroy Horn coming to me. Leroy, what, what scares you about Jacksonville knowing, saying that if Trevor Lawrence is out, what will you be your biggest fear for the Browns? Um, Thank you. Etienne. Etienne. Um, they 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 do do a, a pretty good job of trying to establish the run. And if you establish the run, here's the deal. You can get away with play action with an average quarterback because it, it creates space. But if you stop the run, then that space shrinks. So the game starts off with stopping the run. If if Trevor Lawrence plays, he's going to be limited. And one of the things that people don't realize is Duke can move. Yeah, can. for a guy as tall as he is, he, he got some he got some good wheels on him. So the fact that you may not have to deal with that, and you got a guy sitting in the pocket because he can't move, that's the other thing. But I really do believe that they're going to make a conscious effort to establish the run. Um, they do have weapons outside. If you watch that game, man, uh, they were all over the place in that secondary. And that is what seemed to have plagued the, the Browns all years, the one or two big plays they give up in the secondary. Leroy, I'm, I'm curious. On the defense, like the Browns have had a million injuries on offense. For the most part, they've been relatively healthy on defense until recently. In, in mm -hmm. these last couple of games, Miles Garrett's been banged up. He's playing, but he's mm -hmm. not obviously 100%. And Denzel Ward has been out of the lineup. And their defense... That's, that's, a bigger, that's a bigger issue with Denzel being out. Okay, so I want to get to that. So the last two weeks, their defense, which was lights out for most of the season, has been at oh. best mediocre the last two weeks. Is mm -hmm. just Ward and Miles being banged up, even though they're the two best players, is that an excuse should they have dropped well, this far with those injuries? It, it works hand in hand. Okay. Okay. How do you know that Jim Schwartz can't call the defenses he want to call because he ain't got Denzel either be able to lock somebody down or shut down one side of the field. Now right. you got to play okay. more of a zone because you don't want to expose anybody out there man to man. So let's start there. The other thing is you can get away with that zone if you get some pressure. So if they're doubling and chipping Miles Garrett, somebody else got to make a damn play. That's the way football has always worked. If I'm getting two, that means you one-on-one, -on -one, you got to make a play. And so the fact that nobody else was able to really make a play and put pressure on on, on Stafford and just let him sit back and, and pick you apart, that was the uh, an issue. So it goes hand in hand. It, it's not necessarily that the injuries are hurting you, it's who's injured. And with Miles Garrett, you know, he is one of those dudes. He'll make his plays, but here's how it goes. Every team starts off the game chipping, double teaming, chipping, three linemen bumping him, Miles Garrett. <clears throat> then somebody else makes a sack. Then somebody else gets a sack. And now you can't double team 
Miles Garrett anymore because right. that pressure getting you from the other side, and then Miles Garrett start making at causing havoc. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen last game. Yeah, that's right. And so, like the things that have been happening to make you successful during the course of the season defensively didn't take place for whatever reason. And I and I can't tell you exactly what the reasons were, whether it was the defensive calls because they, you know, played a little more safe because they didn't want to give up, you know, expose anybody, or the fact that the pressure wasn't getting there as quick as it normally has and forced the quarterback into making some bad throws. Leroy, I'm glad you went there because one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about even before you made that comment was the. it seems like the coverage sacks are more likely to happen when you have a quarterback that isn't a seasoned veteran. In other words, a guy that can zip through those progressions and ultimately find someone that's open. And what I've noticed without Denzel on the field, you're we're not getting coverage sacks because there's always someone open early Correct. in the route and and, and the, the good season quarterback is going to find him and get him the football. That's why I th- having Denzel off the field, I know he's Miles is more valuable, but man, Denzel's absence is just killing this team. It, 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 and Tyvis can tell you this. It, it, a lot of people don't really understand how close and how hand-to-hand those two things work, right? A coverage sack is only possible if you're getting pressure. Right. It's only possible. If you're not getting pressure, I don't care how great your defense is, that's a lot of field to be covering for five seconds. Sure. And somebody eventually will get open. That That's a fact. I don't care who you have playing in the secondary. So it all starts up front for me is that if you want, and, and this is what I thought they would do, that, hell, we ain't dropping back in the zone. We just going to blitz. Right. And take our chances that way. Because it, there's nothing worse for me watching either my defense or another team's defense play a zone and get picked apart and don't make any adjustments because you're still getting beat. So who cares if, you know, you, you got, um, who's, who's Pikachu? P- uh, to, uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, Pikachu. Nakua. Puka Nakua. Nakua. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good Pika- nickname. Right. Yeah, Pikachu. Awesome. <laughs> he, he... So, Anthony appreciates so that one. When, when he went across the middle of the field, that was a zone. And he ran through the zone scot-free. So when we talk about, you know, that to, to, to be able to have that time to throw that ball, right? That's what the Browns defense has eliminated for a lot of quarterbacks. Now, keep in mind, he's a veteran, so he, he will get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. So that's going to hurt you too. But without pressure up front, without any kind of sustained pressure, that's going to happen every week to teams that you didn't even believe had an offense. They can pick you apart, any team. Right. And they were they was in cover, too. It was uh, the middle run through linebacker was the yeah. player, you know, Stafford through. Oh, down. he dropped it right in the wait, bucket but, on that. But, but wait, wait, can I ask you a question? Tyvis. Was it? They was, it was, was wait that. a minute. It was an inverted cover, too. So the corner was the half player. Go ahead. But, but I'm going to say this. Why do y'all insist on defenses in general? It happens on a lot of teams. When I see a receiver being chased by a linebacker, y'all can't come up with a better defense than that. So, so let, let, me, let me talk. Let me talk to you. Wait a minute, Leroy. Leroy, let me explain. Something. Now, why does that happen? Let me explain something. Okay. Over the over the if there, let's say that there are seven seventy defensive plays in the game. Okay. Let's got say you. 60 of them is man to man. All right. So right, you got, got you. you got 60 snaps a game. This is week 12. That's a lot of plays of playing man to man. That's a lot on the DB's body. Okay. It, Are they wearing down? Yeah. You, yes. You're wearing down. A lot. Oh, yeah, Every yeah, now yeah, and yeah. again, you want what's called a smoke break. A smoke break for a DB is covered too because it's easy for the corner. You can just, just sit go. and read the quarterback. Exactly. So right. they caught them on a smoke break. And a lot of the times these smoke breaks come when it's third and five, third and seven, third and long. Like that's when you run those smoke breaks. You run man when it's like third and three and less. So in this particular, this particular situation, 
You had to run. You had to give them a smoke break, and they caught them on the smoke break. Just <laughs> what I heard that before. Never that's heard that it. term. That's, that's what we call it. Like, yeah. come on, man, no, give me a smoke I, break. I heard it. Yeah, yeah give me wait, a smoke break. That's funny. Let, let, let's just say this. You know, you can smoke whatever you want on the sideline once you get off the field. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a smoke break during the drive. My smoke break is when the offense has my that question. Now, you know my how we get a smoke break? How? When, some, when, when somebody when somebody get a little hit and they try to suck it up and jump up, we go stay down, stay down. Wait, Tyvis. How many times for two minutes did you say stay down? Stay down no, for sure. Down. No, them do two minutes, especially in a no hurry up. Yeah, see, a lot of guys with cramps. <laughs> get a cramp. Yeah, just stay. Yeah. Get a cramp. Stay down. My yeah. favorite is when they stand up and they're fine, and the sideline is yelling, <laughs> "Stay down!" Get and then it looks like they got sniped by an invisible bullet. Yeah, they just hey. fall and. <laughs> hey, you, you would not believe. You know, like people think. Look, you could be in tip-top shape. There's moments in the game where I'm telling you. Oxygen just ain't getting to your body. And your coaches think you could go full all out and just keep going. And so we in the huddle, we're like, hey, somebody got to go down. Well, I'm telling I don't know you. who it is. Somebody got to go down. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, Leroy, last thing. Are they, they going to cut A-Chain loose this week, this week or what? I need some more fantasy points out of him. Let's go. I need he him got, to hold him he back. Got, he, got, he, got some run, he got some run last week. Yeah. Uh, they kind of I mean, what I like what they did was um, towards the end of the game when they took all the starters out, they gave him about another five carries to let him get back into the flow of things. He had twenty five fantasy it, points. It, I want more. It, it, I want forty. Jeez, it, wait, he's it, going against. Here's what's crazy, bull. Here's yeah. what's crazy. Yeah, you talk about a chan. Meanwhile, the guy in front of him got sixteen touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. he's had a great so, year. I mean, I don't think yeah. nobody down here is like clamoring for HM. No, I get you. The guy that's playing ain't ain't being is not being successful. Have no. you have you talked personally with with McDaniel at all or or no? Yeah, I, I didn't have enough time. I had to leave. I mean, that guy seems like the I coolest mean, coach ever. He is. He is. Yeah. He, he he really is. Here's what he is that a lot of people don't understand, and I and I and this is what I hate about how people view athletes and coaches or whatever, right? is that he is sincere, he is a stand-up dude, and he is who he is. And if you have a problem with how kooky he is or how he says things or whatever, that's a you problem. I agree. I have, no I, problem. I have no problem with people being who they are. If you have a problem with somebody and they're consistent with who they are, that's on you. You, yeah. you, know, who you, you know who he sound like? Kyle Shanahan, who, who he studied, who he been under. Yeah, he, but he's great. He, he McDaniel's great with the media. I love that. He has fun with them. Did you guys I, I see the awesome. clip of the – who was their defensive player that tore his Achilles? Uh, uh, last Jalen week? Phillips. Yeah, Jalen Phillips. I saw an NFL Films clip with audio and uh, of that entire sequence. And he Phillips was on the ground, and he looked at the defender and said, oh, man, I, I think I just tore my Achilles. And he's like, what? He goes, yeah, I felt it pop. I think I, I, I tore it. And then they cut in the film to McDaniel standing over him. And he said, uh, he, he was getting emotional. He was physically crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And said, you know, I was bawling out. And if you search the clip, what made me like McDaniel even more was the fact that he, the way he comforted the player in his lowest moment ever was really compassionate, and to your point, Leroy, it was genuine. It was right. real. I love him. All I coaches love him. care. Yeah. But in that moment, he was saying exactly what you would want to hear from a coach yeah, that's cool. in that moment. It's, he yeah. said it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And that's a good young yeah. player who's really, really playing well. Really good. And really good. Um, I and, just and thought so McDaniels that, was, was great in that moment. That, yeah. he's, like that, he's like that with everything. Now, I will say this. If you ask him a question, he will try to answer not only your question, but all of your follow-up questions with one answer. All at once. So you gonna, you, you gonna you gonna be there a minute. You gonna be there a minute. So, so he got he like, got you beat. Nobody's got Leroy. <laughs> he, he got you beat. Hey, hey, you know who might have Leroy beat Charles? If they had a Hall of Fame for talking, yeah, Charles Davis. 
Hey, no, I ain't messing with him. You know, <laughs> let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. So here's what happened. He yeah. was announcing one of our games. It was Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos. We were on our own two-yard line. It was third and 37. They give me a draw, and I go for 53 yards and get the first down. Oh, my God. Right? You said it was third Here's and what? 37. 37. And you got 53 go look it up. yards? I got 53 yards on a draw. Damn. This is no lie. <laughs> go look it up. It's Damn. documented. So, he says, that was a great run by Leroy Horde, which he always does. But I got to tell you, if that was Robert Smith, that would have been six. <laughs> he, said this on, he said this on air. Was he lying? <laughs> yes. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. That means that Robert would have had to get to the same spot I got to. And running back see things differently. Yeah. How many guys did you knock over to get to that 53? I can only imagine. Nobody. I made them all miss, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hold on. I didn't get touched. And nice. I start running down the sideline. And I'm like, damn, I ain't Where even in the midfield yet. Yeah. <laughs> right? Somebody touched me and I just fell. We gotta go, Leroy. <laughs> Leroy, you're the best. As always. You're the best. Thanks, Leroy. If that was oh Robert Smith, it would have been six. Yeah. That's Leroy classic. is always the best tonight at 6.30. There's a new episode of Behind the Glass coming your way Man. right on this YouTube channel. So make sure y'all tap in. Myself, Anthony, and Earl talking all things sports, a little behind-the-scenes stories, and much more on Behind the Glass. Guys, we're going to switch over to baseball before we get back <laughs> to football. The Guardians won the MLB draft lottery last night. They had a 2% chance to win it, but odds be damned. Cleveland has a lot of luck when it comes to draft lotteries. Is this That's a franchise-changing moment? This is something that City is more lucky than most, is the draft lottery. Three times that I can think of. By the way, this is only the second year they've had a draft lottery it is. in baseball. Yeah. And it was unlikely, both unlikely that the Guardians would be number one and the Reds would be number two, but the two Ohio teams won and yeah, two Yeah, it's in the crazy. Um, the way it works the same way as the NBA. It's weighted based on where yeah. you finished. Right. That's why the, the Guardians had a 2% chance. Bull, um, yeah. one to ten, the likelihood that this moves the meter for the franchise long term. Three? Yeah. I'm a two. I was at two. Yeah. two. Oh, yeah. they're going to do whoever they Especially draft. They're going to trade them in now five years. Science. The MLB <laughs> draft is MLB, far from science. Now, I think they've gotten better. They it's gonna, gotten better over gonna, the they years. They're going to trade the kids. However, with baseball, you drafted a lot of high school kids. Yes. So you never know how they're going to develop. Now, this guy's drafted out of college. Uh, I love this kid. He's not – I saw a mock draft, too. The kid who's 10 – I. Tommy White, the kid from LSU. Yeah. I watched him in the College World Series. This I guy's a hitter. I remember him, too. I, I, I like him a o lot. He's OSU. projected number 10 right now, but we got a long way to go. OSU is in Ohio State or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma. Probably, Probably Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Don't do that. Well, yeah. then you need to put that as Oaks, It should be OK State. I did not have enough space in the graphic. But I don't, don't the, do the, that. The negative right now is – I, and I'm definitely not an authority on the baseball draft. No, but you I did, are. I did enough research to know there is not a slam dunk number one guy. No. Now, now we got a whole season to go. Maybe that changes. Right. Uh, it's more likely to change with a high school kid that all of a sudden sure. goes bananas. But as of now, there's not a clear number one pick. But it's it's still let good at the end you, of the no, it's, it's, Listen, it's better than if if they, if it would have played out, they would have like the the, the way the odds said. They would have like the 13th or 14th pick. Yeah. I so saw, this is clearly better, yeah, it's great. but ask, by no means can you rubber stamp this player into the big league lineup three no. years from now. Me, it doesn't work no, that let way. Let me ask you all to a question. When these kids come out, are they better in the pros out of high school, coming out of high school, or coming out of college? My preference, and then I'll let you answer. Yeah. I would much rather draft college kids okay. than high school kids. Well, I mean. It doesn't mean that I don't know Alex what, Rodriguez, there are a lot of examples. Yeah, of I don't know what the That's percentage why, yeah. of success is. I, don't even, I have no idea. I just, uh, in my mind, as I go through things, yeah. and it also, it, logically, it just makes sense. Try to project the talent of a 17-year-old in anything. Compared to a 21 I, I think a lot of Give me the larger sample. They, they I think a lot of teams well, look yeah. at the high school guys as having more upside. Because if a guy went to college, he wasn't probably wasn't drafted that high or he didn't want to well, go to there's college. There's examples, though, of guys who were undrafted out of high school 
and the next year were the number one overall draft. Yeah, yeah, sure. Re- a couple of them recently. But you can't come out a, as, a fresh, as a freshman in, in college. No, you no. have to stay three years in college. No, but I'm if saying when they, school, when they were yeah. draft eligible. Right, right. It they were not drafted out of high school. Right. Then when they were yeah, able to project, be drafted, they were number one. obviously projecting more with a high school kid. Yeah, and f- for me, yeah. what is the draft but projection? Right. There's, now, in the case Tim? of basketball and LeBron James, not much projecting needed to be done there. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> same thing with Bryce Harper, same thing with A-Rod. Right, but. well, there was a stretch of years where the number one overall pick, and I'm going to test my memory here, it was Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg. There right. were two others. I think there was a year of four straight years where they all hit. That's rare. Although Strasburg went down uh, the tubes. If, with no, he did. But I'm saying he was a hit five years out, yeah, out sure, of his career. Sure, he was sure. a, he was yeah. a hit. Um, he, I, I, are you ready pr- for this? I, ha- I have your list. Okay. Go ahead. So we'll go back to uh, 2007 was, real quick. Yeah, okay. okay. So David Price turned yep. out to be a very, very good Excellent picture. He was a hit. 2008, Tim Beckham. No, not very not good. Not yeah, he's a bust. Yeah, Steven Strasburg, two thousand nine. Hit Bryce Harper, two thousand ten. Big hit. Hit um, Garrett Trending Cole, twenty eleven. Hit Ooh. Carlos Correa, Garrett Cole. Cole. Garrett Cole. Okay, yeah. This is the string I'm talking about. Carlos yeah. Correa, twenty. Carlos Correa. Th- yeah, those four hit. were four years. And then after that, it jumped off Mark Appel, who was the number one overall pick, never went. Yep, to I think he was a pitcher. He he was a boss for the Rockies, maybe. No, no he drafted he was the Astros. Houston, the Astros. Okay, yeah, didn't didn't stick. Didn't Chris Bryant go second that year? Chris Bryant went yep. second. Yeah. Brady Aiken in 2014. Miss disaster. He's isn't he in the Guardian system now? Or he, he was. was. So, He's out. So yeah. those was they were high school kids. Uh, Aiken, I think maybe was one of the guys who was not drafted in high school, but then later yeah, was the number know. one overall. Aiken was high school. Oh, okay. Appel what, was the guy what's, you had him what's, backwards. What's okay. fifteen? Well, give me fifteen. Dansby Swanson. Hit. That's a hit. Hit. Mikey Moniak. And by the way, in the Mickey Swanson year, everybody knew this was going to be a hit. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Mick, knew this Mickey, guy was. Mickey Moniak was a Phillies. He was a Phillies, right? Y- he was not a hit. Correct. Wait, it's, it's too soon yet. He actually got traded to the Angels last year, and he did a nice job in a part-time role. So but, I, No, no, no. And here's why it's not too soon. Yeah. That was what year? 2016, he was drafted at a high school. But yeah, he was drafted I don't out of high school. I know, I but seven years. Well, but you could have taken a college guy that was twenty-one. Who that guy might been, not have hit either. Who went so, two like, in that draft, McNuggets? I'm on a list of number one overall. Okay, picks. Go ahead. who, who was number one after him? Royce Lewis in 2017. Not, Casey Mize no 2018. No, 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 he's been hurt the last couple of years. He's still maybe good. He's still maybe, <laughs> twins. Yeah, Casey Mize was 18, and Adley Rushman hasn't been good so far. Adley Rushman's nope. a so, total superstar. Yep, he's then a he hit. Spencer Already. Torkelson in 2020, Henry Davis 2021, those and guys Jackson are, Holiday. Uh, Henry Davis season. is going to yeah. be good. He came up with the Pirates. <laughs> and last those year. are still two. Those are I think those Torkelson, are two recent. It's, uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, too soon to, to yeah. declare. However, yeah, overall were, it's pretty good. I mean, most of those first overall picks. This, there's been first overall picks in the NFL that bust too. I mean, yeah. NBA. Yeah, for that matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cavs had one. Yeah. You know what? Here's yeah. what's really the stunning. Cavs to me. Here's what's stunning to me. The. Uh, Oh, shit, I just lost my but, train of thought. Well, the Guardians, I don't know if you Yeah, remember. no, they've never had a number one pick. That's what's stunning to me. This they've is had the first five time. number two picks, though. They've had Who a bunch of number twos. Who were the five number twos? Rick Manning was the number Pull two. Pull up 211, Steve. Give me 211. Let me see. Yeah, Rick Manning was Rick Manning, Steve Dunning, yeah, Greg Dunning. Swindell, Mark Lewis, and Paul Schumann. None of those guys were great. Mixed results. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, Manning, I think, was on his way to greatness yeah. before he broke his back. Manning was good. Swindell, Swindell was a was good, good pitcher. Swindell was the lefty. Chewy was eh. He had some good years. Mark Lewis, closer. I don't even remember. Now, wasn't he a shortstop? I don't even know. I don't know Mark Lewis. I don't yeah. know Steve Dunning. I don't I don't remember Steve Dunning. Uh, he actually, I think, threw a no-hitter for Cleveland, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, at one point. I I believe. I could be wrong. But the Guardians had a stretch between, like, Sabathia and Lindor. They nailed them. No, where they got them all wrong. In between. Oh, well, between those two. They yeah, had yeah, been yeah, really yeah. good before that. And well, but you know what? Those picks weren't very high. No, that's true. I so, mean, in fact, if you go back in recent memory – the, the Guardians slash Indians have always been, recently, yeah. later in the draft. So, yeah, mid so to late. It, so, now that the Guardians have the number one pick, and obviously they had a list of the top ten. I don't know where Mikey got that from. But from MLB.com. Where where do they go? What is it? Pitcher? What are y'all? Hitter? I want to see them go you hitter. Just take, you take the best player. Yeah. I, 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 I Normally, well, I think you do. Yeah. But because the success that the Guardians have had developing pitchers, mm-hmm that were not anywhere near number one overall picks. Right. 
I think that, the, not that they solved that Rubik's Cube, but their track record is really, really good there. This organization is pitcher heavy. Yeah. Look yeah. at our outfield. But look, this team needs bats, in my view. Somebody, I was actually listening to MLB radio this morning, and they were talking about, they, Steve Phillips was saying, the Guardians got to spend money, which he knows they're not going to, which no. I, we know that. <laughs> He's like, they got to sign Teoscar Hernandez. He, should, he said they should trade for Tyler O'Neill, somebody I was talking about yeah. last year. Now, he's got a lot of power, but he's missed a lot of time due to injury. But he probably would never give, have to give up much to get him uh, and then sign T. Oscar Hernandez. To me, that would be great. And they also talked about moving Quan to center, which is what they got to do. They got to move Quan to center. Quan, I think, center. is absolutely the center field. Yeah, next year. and, uh, you know, we'll see. But, yeah. I, but it's good that they got the first pick, but it's not moving the needle. No, and from a fan excitement, no. like, I mean, compare this to when the Cavs won the lottery right. for LeBron James. Obviously, right. that was all-time euphoria. Sure. Even the uh, Anthony Bennett one, which turned out to be a bust, uh, we were talking about it a lot. It was exciting as hell. We're not going to talk about this again until the draft, probably. We won't. And it's, it's, we're a long ways away from there. Yeah, and right. To your point of there not being a consensus number one yet. Right, we have a whole season to go. never is. You, no, Because if no, there was a consensus number one, uh, in all likelihood, if particularly if it was a college player and he was a junior, he would have been out. Right. If so, it, I mean, right. The consensus number one at this time of year is only if this is a magnificent junior in high school. Yeah, you're right. The Bryce Harpers and guys like that. Okay. 